Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. Luke chapter 4. Can we open the Word of God this morning? Luke chapter 4. Starting with verse 1. And this follows, Jesus has just been baptized. Since then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give anyone I please. I'll give it all if you will worship me. Jesus replied, the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, he will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. So today I was thinking, I always tell y'all that our kids have it so much better back there in children's church because they get snacks. So I brought snacks today. Um, Rayleigh, will you come be my person that you can offer them a snack? Does anybody remember the commercial of Betty White and Snickers? Anybody remember that? Yeah, everybody knows that commercial. So so dudes are playing football, right? And this one is getting really cranky. And they're like, dude, you're playing. You're acting like Betty White. Remember? You're not you when you're hungry, right? If you want a Snickers, grab a Snickers. Sorry, Amy Jo, forgot to get you something non-peanutty, didn't I? Hangry. Who knows that word? Hangry. It means bad-tempered or irritable as a result of hunger. Now, Jesus fasted the entire 40 days in the wilderness. So I almost wonder if we, if we updated the Bible, could we put hangry? Jesus was hangry because <laughs> 40 days. I've tried to just fast one day and it didn't end pretty. <laughs> I miss one meal, it doesn't end pretty all the time, right? I don't know about you, but I can make the worst decisions and choices when I'm hungry. Hey, hey, be careful, you're going to wind up in my sermon. I've learned you don't go grocery shopping on an empty stomach. Anybody know what I'm talking about there? Because all of a sudden, I can justify the cookies and the Little Debbies and the ice cream and the anything that's really quick to grab, right? And in fact, I am the world's worst 
If I, because, oh, ladies, somebody tell me I'm not the only one. We know not to do it. We know not to be hungry, but somehow we still will pull up to Walmart and think, I can do it. I'll just run in and get what I need, and I'm out of there, right? Does it ever work? No, because I will grab all kinds of junk food, you know, even if I make it through the entire store and I'm feeling so proud of myself, what happens when you get in that stinking line waiting? That Snickers or that Twix will call your name. And don't look over here to the right because then you're going to wind up with some bean dip and chips and, (laughs) you know, even though I know I can go buy a whole can of bean dip at the back. For the same price as that little one, but I just don't want to walk, right? So I always wind up getting all this junk food, and then then I'm feeling guilty because I do realize I overpaid, right? We realize, because I I can either buy that one bottle of water for $1.99, or I can turn around and walk to the back of the store, and I actually did the other day. I I patted myself on the back because I... I thought, no, I know I'm thirsty, so I went and bought me a little thing of water for $2. You know? But I still, I'll leave there, and all of a sudden, I'm feeling guilty. Or you buy all that junk food, and and you scarf it down, and then after you fill your stomach, you go, wow. Probably would have been smarter. I could have just grabbed an apple out of that bag I bought. (laughs) We don't think about what we're already buying, right? So I make the worst choices when I'm hungry. Satan will often approach us when our natural hungers and desires seem to have control over us. He thought he had Jesus right where he wanted him because Jesus was so hungry that he'll use that godly power to feed the human side, right? But what did Jesus do? He answered him back. And he said, scripture says, people do not live by bread alone. And if you look at that whole scripture in Deuteronomy, but by what? But by God's word. So he answered him with scripture. Now remember, Jesus had been baptized. He had just been acknowledged as God's son. Satan's first strategy is always to put doubt in our mind. That God is not enough. That God is not going to provide. So I'll just provide for myself. It takes no time. I tell people so often, when you become a Christian, the enemy will be knocking at your door immediately to put doubt into your minds. You're not really a Christian. Nothing changed at that altar. You're going right back into the same mess, so how is that making you any different? And immediately for new Christians, and I think this is why, maybe maybe older Christians, maybe you can confer with me on this, that sometimes it does feel like, as a young Christian, I felt like I saw more things that God did. Like physical kind of things, like people giving me money or or things that helped, you know? I think it's because God knows the strategy of Satan. He wants to rip out your faith, if he can, most immediately. 
And I can remember God even answering some of the silliest prayers I felt like now as a mature Christian. But he knows the strategy. That as soon as we become a Christian, or if you've been a Christian for a long time, every time we've had a big, great moment, like we, we just heard some great praises, I promise you your enemy is going to start wor- whispering words of doubt in your ear. You know, think about Elijah. He had just beat all of the prophets of Baal, right? And that actually, we think, should be a mountaintop moment. But immediately he was tired and depressed and wore out. And Satan knows that's our weak moments. You know, this world is not our home. Whatever you think right now, I just want you to make this list in your own mind. Right now, what are the things that you think you can't live without? What are the... Um, experiences or items, things that you, you, you just, you think you really need. I'm not talking about, yeah, I just need a new car. No, I'm not talking about, but I'm thinking things you really think you need. And you've been thinking, you know, of ways of how I can make that happen. Anybody been down that rabbit hole before or is that just me? And I'm not talking about bad things. But the problem comes, sometimes we we go into that plan B. Well, if I did this, if I shifted some of this, I could get that. It comes after we've heard God even whisper, "Just, just wait. Just wait. It'll be okay. We'll get there. Just wait. Church, this world is not our home. The things that we think we we just got to have, the experiences we just think we got to have all the time, they might actually just be distractions and temptations to get us off the focus of who God is. Because that's what he was trying to do to Jesus. You're so hungry. Do you hear that? You know, actually, I'm sitting here teaching this and I'm thinking I'm glad my microphone can't pick up my stomach I hope because I am actually very hungry this morning I didn't eat a whole lot I did more coffee than I did food this morning and then like a silly person I grabbed a Snickers before church and I think that just sort of jump-started me and now I'm thinking about that barbecue right yeah y'all are all like oh lord she's preaching long and we get our barbecue like they they're gonna be out of it by the time we get there no no hang on Another strategy. So the first strategy, God wants you to doubt, wants you to provide, wants you to believe God is not enough. Second strategy, Satan tries to get us to sacrifice our values for more power. So that that second part, the devil took Jesus up there and said, look at all this, it can be yours if you'll worship me. Ambition makes us vulnerable to temptation. Now, ambition is not bad. I am all about setting goals. I am all about, especially with um, young people, setting those ambitions and goals in life. But don't get so stuck in stone with it that you forget to move when God tells you to move. So ambition is not bad, but it is if we lose our humility 
And remember who God is and that he's in control, not the enemy. You know, the promise of power can sometimes blind us. We, we don't see that we may be submitting to the enemy. Because sometimes we even can convince ourselves that it's a good thing. Right? If I, if I just do this, man, this is going to help my family, yes. But sometimes we, we get blinded in that seeking of power. One thing the disciples struggled with over and over was what? They were wanting the political control over Rome. They wanted to be free from oppression. That's definitely not a bad thing. But it wasn't what Jesus came to do. And we have become so politically fired these days with our agendas and our, and I'm talking all sides of the, I'm not talking any one side. I'm talking everybody. I don't care if you're Republican, if you're Democrat, if you're a Libertarian. I don't care what you are. We've all become so politically fired that we have exchanged loving God and loving people for our rights or for doing the right thing. We really have to be careful because we, we become so tunnel focused on that. We really aren't loving people. We really aren't loving them. Look at how Jesus responded. He said, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. We have to keep our eyes on him. But instead, you know, I can only imagine if we spend our time in God's word and loving people instead of watching CNN and Fox News and Daily Wire and the YouTube Well, I can only imagine that because I'm not seeing it. Satan tries to get us to sacrifice our values. No, BJ, what I'm, what I'm fighting for, it's, it's part of our Christian value. It's part. It's not the whole. (laughs) And it all has to come back to loving God and loving people. Otherwise, we are chasing a worldly kingdom. And it's why no Republican will save you. It's why no Democrat will save you. It's why there is nobody in Washington that will save us. Jesus Christ alone. Jesus Christ alone. Third strategy, Satan tries to manipulate our fears to lead us into sin. So Satan challenged Jesus to prove his divinity to us. Stand up here on the top of this temple and jump off because the scriptures say, right? Not only did he challenge Jesus, he what? He used scripture. He used the scripture to back it up. Your enemy knows this book. Do you? Again, Jesus answered back with Scripture. He said, Scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. God has a plan. And sometimes it's hard for us to trust in that plan. In the wilderness, the Israelites, when they were traveling with Moses, they got real cranky. They were thirsty. They began to complain. Man, why are we following you? What is God even doing? I don't think he's here with us. 
Do you remember this story? And, and, and God allowed Moses to strike the rock and the water came gushing up. You know, when, when Jesus was quoting Deuteronomy 6.16, it actually, 6.16 is referring back to Exodus 17. Do not test the Lord your God like you did back at Massa. In other words, people began to, to doubt that God was with them. Jesus could have proven his divinity that day. But it wasn't his time for that. God has a purpose, has a plan, has a timing for things. So sometimes we need to just take a step back and remember, we don't have to prove who God is to people. We feel like we're living in a day and age where we have to be the defense attorney for God. And all we do is push people further away because we argue with them. How about we let God live in our life, change who we are, and live that life in front of others? And then they begin to ask questions. Then they begin to see what it looks like to follow God. But the temptation comes when we feel like we have to prove who God is somehow. Don't fall into it. Church, Jesus gave us the example in this, this passage today. And it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. Each of us are tempted in these ways. We're tempted to provide for ourselves, lean on our own ways of doing things. We're tempted to seek control and power, even for the greater good sometimes. We're tempted to doubt God's sovereignty. That he's in control. When, when y'all hear me say, God's in control of this. Sometimes, I know, we all have that little voice. But is he really? <laughs> is he really? Let me read to you. I think this came out of the Denver Post at some point. Like many sheep ranchers in the West, Lexi has tried just about everything to stop crafty coyotes from killing her sheep. She used odor sprays, electric fences, scare coyotes. Somebody tell me what a scare coyote. I didn't even look it up. I'm guessing it's like a dummy coyote maybe out there. I don't know. <laughs> I have some pictures in my head of what a scare coyote could be. She slept with her lambs during the summer, has placed battery-operated radios near them. She's corralled them at night, herded them at day. But the southern Montana rancher has lost scores of lambs, 50 last year alone. Then she discovered the llama. The aggressive, funny-looking, afraid-of-nothing llama. Llamas don't appear to be afraid of anything, she said. When they see something, they put their head up and walk straight towards it. That's its aggressive behavior as far as the coyote is concerned, and they won't have anything to do with that. Coyotes are opportunists, and llamas take that opportunity away. So apparently, llamas know the truth of what James writes. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The moment we sense his attack is the moment we should face it and deal with it for what it is. You see, in verse 13, the enemy didn't just give up. Well, Jesus is who he says he is, and he's, I know, fully God, fully man, and 
I lost. No, it just simply says he went away until the next opportunity came. So I hate to give the bad news today. (laughs) Maybe you're sitting on a high mountaintop today. There will come another opportunity where your enemy will try all the strategies on you. He knows when we're weak. But Jesus gave us the example. And you're thinking, well, it's easy for Jesus. No, no. I want you to look at two things Jesus had. Full of the Holy Spirit. And what did he always come back with? The Word. The Holy Spirit and the Word. Church, you and I, when we accept Jesus as our Savior, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. The Word, how often do we study it? Really and truly, be honest with yourself. How often do we study it? Not taking nuggets that the pastor gives, not taking nuggets off of Facebook. Those are great things. But sometimes that's like grabbing the candy bar at the counter. It's only a momentary thing and it doesn't last a whole long time. Study the Word. Because your enemy already knows this book. This is your sword. This is what you can refute. Anytime Satan tries to bring up something that I know I've been forgiven for, I can remind him, nope, God doesn't remember that anymore. It's gone. So I don't have to sit here in a pity party about it. I don't have to beat myself up in shame over it because I've been forgiven for it. You got to know what God says, though. We got to know how to answer back. We got to know that sometimes we just simply say, no, I'm not putting God to a test on this because I haven't heard from God on this to respond in that way. The Holy Spirit and God's word is our answer when the enemy attacks. It's been a long week. And I think it's going to be another long week. But I think we're going to be okay. The Bible tells me who wins. We're going to be okay. And just like that video we shared last week, Thomas has shared that all over the Tri-County area, I think. Because I keep popping up going, hey, such and such saw my video on TikTok. (laughs) And it's a reminder we're going to be okay. But we have to have days like today where we know it's okay to just stop and pray. To, to ditch what we thought Sunday morning supposed to look like, to do what God needed us to do. It's okay. Remember, as you go through your week, go through it flexible. Let God use you to bless somebody. Even on the days you wasn't even focused on that kind of thought. Because your schedule says you've got to be here, here, and here, and do this, this, and this. Don't miss the greatest blessings for you or someone else. Always be flexible. Always be flexible. Love God. Love people. And we're going to be okay. Stand with me, church. Thank you, Father. I felt your spirit with just a breath of joy today. That reminds us we are okay. And as I watch as the Savior refuted those attempts 
of temptation, then God, I know I can, I can do the same because I have that same power inside of me. I am filled with that Holy Spirit. And just like Jesus, he can lead me. God, he led Jesus into this moment of temptation. And he walked with him through the whole thing. And so, Father, I pray for my people today, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Whatever this week holds for us, let them remember this moment. It's going to be okay. Let us remember this moment not to fall into those temptations that, that we are studying the word and we can refute what Satan throws at us with God's word. Father, we're going to leave this place and we're going to go bless a family today. And we're going to leave it up to you how they use that blessing in their life because I know they're, they're in the midst of the grief, even still. Father, we're going to leave this place today and we're going to continue to pray uh, for Tabitha and Rhonda's family as they navigate moment by moment right now. Not even, not even day by day, but moment by moment right now. Father, we're going to leave this place and we're going to continue to pray for the people of Afghanistan and for our military. God, I understand that there has to, to be a military side of this. I understand that because I know a lot more people will die without it. But Father, I'm praying for the Christians inside that country right now, that they have a target on them. And I know they're being hunted. May your spirit and your angels be with them. Father, be with the ones who are trying to get humanitarian aid into that place right now, when things are going dark. Father, we're going to leave this place and continue to pray for the people of Louisiana and, and even beyond that are in the track of this hurricane. And then as the people of God, we're going to be ready to respond in however we can to help however we can when the day is over. God, we just ask that you remind us it's going to be okay. We love you, Lord. I thank you for Jesus Christ. I thank you that he has paid the price, that we know what tomorrow is for us. And we know that even in the darkest time, he holds our hands because he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, and I'll be with you to the end of the age. Thank you for that promise, Lord, that we hold so dear today. In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, go bless the Haynes family. Have a great afternoon, and be a blessing to anyone else in your path. Have a great Sunday. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.